Hey everybody, welcome to episode 174 of the 2 on 3 podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at at 2 on 3 pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me trying to find something cool that isn't directly tied with my own personal youth at C.D. Villasenor on Twitter. And with me per usual is Ty. Where can we find you trying to discover something remotely original? I listen to original. I check original things out all the time. Yeah? None of it's good. <laughs> you can see me commenting all about it at S-E-A-T-J-K. <laughs> I like new stuff. I, I want to try new things all the time. I'm yeah. watching all kinds of crazy things on Netflix these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just you just told me you were watching the Bigfoot Weed show. Weed Farm. Weed Farm. I tweeted a- about this from our the podcast account a while back when it was announced and it was it's it's a investigative story. It's on Hulu, by the way, first of all. Oh, okay. Um it's an investigator this guy's investigating the story of a supposed Bigfoot murder on a weed farm in Mendocino County in the early nineties. Bigfoot murdered someone. Three people. Oh, wow. Is this like a real? Is this like a real documentary? I'm only two episodes in, but yeah, it's a real documentary. <laughs> the guy's like a really uh, famous reporter. His name is David Holdhouse. He like if you go look up his work, he does all that this crazy undercover stuff. Like he's the guy that like goes undercover with the Nazis. Like he's the guy that like oh. does all this crazy shit. And he was uh-huh. apparently on this. Short, you know, long story short, it's not really what we're doing here, but no, it's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what I know. Um, he was he was on the weed farm in 1993. And tells this story about this guy like busting in who knew the owner was all like methed out and like tripping that he had just come from like a grow plot not far away um, where they had discovered these like bodies that had been, you know, torn asunder. And then like, he's like, it's not a ripoff. Like all the weed was still there. It was just all torn up. And he said he saw a Bigfoot do it like not doing it, but like that that's what happened. That he <laughs> saw the Bigfoot. A, maybe it was a loose gorilla. Perhaps. But <laughs> something. Uh, something. So it happened He's... this guy was there. And so like all this time later he decided he run, wanted to try to like Piece investigate whether or not this actually happened. Because he never really he was he was he, he ends the story by saying that the, the, the guy he was staying with like turns to everybody after the you know meth out guy leaves and he's like Well that was some weird shit and they just like sat down and watched T V <laughs> <laughs> Well that's a that I think that we need to round back with that. All right, I'll let you know how, how it turns out. Well, I'm out. glad you're trying to find something original. I mean, it feels like everything is sort of a riff on something that came from my own youth at this point in, in you know, in my life. I don't know. It's, well, it's, imagine how my parents felt when I was listening to, like, you know, Puffy back in the 90s. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard this song before. <laughs> oh, they're rapping on it now? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, I remember the first time I heard this song. But right. Anywho, that's just that's just part of the deal. It just it just reminds me that that um, over the past week and a half that I am the last of the you know casual tennis fans in this country, right? And it's, I'm certainly not watching the French Open. Oh my god! So I've been trying to watch it, <laughs> and I'm giving it my best effort. But that is a terrible product. I mean, it really is. It's I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I can tell, tell me why can, it's bad. I can tell you the the level of tennis play is so poor mm. <laughs> that that it's hardly worth watching. It's and then <laughs> and this is my favorite thing: the women's draw is even twelve times more brutal than than the men's draw. At least the men's draw has like names in it that you might know. But here's the deal. The French Open decided they would celebrate the fact that since the first time since the 70s, since 19, the 1970s, there are four women whose first appearance is in the, in the semifinals. Okay. <laughs> women that you will not know. I, I won't even name them because why, why would I? It is a terrible product. It is, it is awful. It is, it is completely bereft of star power and the play is poor. Okay. And... The people that you think should like be better play terrible, and it's just not what you expect from professional sports. Like there's there's not a high, and and I'm probably gonna see the men's draw through a little bit, but this women's draw, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I I can't I just can't be made to watch it. It's it's terrible. I feel like when I've been watching women's tennis in the last few years, it's interesting. There's been a lot of like a youth movement that's fairly interesting. I, I haven't seen like what I would call a abysmal play 
Oh, no, it's it, – well, because you have – again, again, you should be watching the French Open for the last week and a half because the play is abysmal. It's, All right. Can they just not play on the clay court? That might be it, but it's a but it's supposed to be, you know, a skill that people have as professional tennis players. You should have some – it would be interesting. Now here's, what makes the men's side at least moderately interesting is the fact that no one can beat Nadal at the French Open. Uh-huh. So at least there's something – like like – as long as he's is that in interesting it, though? I don't know. I think so. I mean, it's interesting enough, at least. But the women's draw, there's there's nothing interesting even remotely. I think that tennis is in a pretty bad place. Aging overall. stars, aging stars. I mean, no, no, like American star power, like nothing to drive the American. Well, there hasn't been a, an American man in twenty years. Who was the lot Roddick? God. Forbid we have to hang our hat on Andy Roddick, like the Jack a... Sock. <laughs> Isn't Jack Sock the best American tennis player right now? Men's tennis player. It's so. Bad. I think if you asked most people, like to name five tennis players, I think you'd get Serena, and I think people would struggle for right. anything else. Right. We're gonna you talk... might get Federer. Yeah, you might get Federer if it's a tennis fan. There's no star. I mean, even even Roger, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's maybe old. the greatest, but nobody cares. No, old. So yeah. old. Like and nobody, ca- nobody cares. And it's if I was like president of tennis, like president <laughs> of world tennis, I would resign like, because it's it's over. The shit is done. God, and that's brutal because I love. I mean, I love the sport. I like I like watching it when it's played well. I just, dude, I just sat. You know, I you know you turn it on. You know, working from home, you turn it on, and you're just like, what? Am I, what is happening on this court? All worldwide sport. Should be like heads should be like publicly elected jobs, should, like president tennis <laughs> right. and president baseball, president of world tennis. Like, yeah. And then, and then when he does a shit job, they could just you know elect a new one, yeah, and we'll see if somebody else can deal with it. But it's... I'm sure it would go really good, <laughs> I'm sure it would improve. Voting has seemed to be a reliable source of positive <laughs> outcomes. Oh, god, tennis, tennis needs a, tennis, please, god, something happens, somebody good come along, somebody like compelling come along i'm just i'm praying for that to happen it's just not gonna i just anyway i'm sorry maybe (laughs) it's just it's cyclical but again it's it's what what like halley's comet is cyclical (laughs) like we haven't haven't seen you know i mean we've got three good we've got legendary tennis players but it's the reason that all of the top tennis players at this point are all near 40 or 40 and all have 20 plus majors because they're the only good people playing the sport Four of them. I, I don't, I, maybe three we men, need to investigate the, 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 the lack of junior pipeline. In three tennis. men, one woman. That's it. That's the, that is, that is tennis right now. Pretty much. Yeah. Brutal. All right. Anywho, we have a show to do tonight and we will talk a little bit about sports rivalries. Um, and, uh, and, and dig in a little bit into, um, What's happening with the, you know, our friends, Bryson and Brooks. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, cicadas. Cicadas in the news. <laughs> Big giant bugs in the news. And, um, and we're going to help you get ready for uh, Father's Day for the people out there who are struggling to figure out what to buy dad this year on his big day. Anyway, Five-star lotion. <laughs> Get around to that. Of course, the the testes, and then um, on uh, and then in the O2, we'll talk about um, getting free stuff for stuff you should be doing anyway. Is it the O2 the second OT? Did I say OT or O2? You know, you said O2. It was funny. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I meant to say OT. I know, but I you know I can't let something go by. <laughs> Leave me alone, Ty. <laughs> All right. Segment number one. So um, we we dug into the Brooks Bryson thing a little bit um, the other week. Was that last mm-hmm. week? Anyway, the um, and it's taking a, it's taking a turn for the worse as far as I'm concerned. Okay, why is that? I think that it's it's all the worst parts of dude broism pushed to the front of a sport that I really like, and dude broism is something I have an intense distaste for. Sure. The whole thing is disgusting. The whole thing but it's is the disgusting. two of them. No, it's right. great because it's them, right? Like no. it's not like they're like 
they're not like engaging with others and like spilling out onto others. Now, yes, it's the focus of the golf media, so it's getting jammed down your throat right yes. now. Yes, yes. But it's great because it's two assholes. So <laughs> no, like, it's, it, there's no. no bad outcome. No, the the bad the the best outcome would be those two guys just you know take it to pay per view instead of you know and instead of social media go go fight oh i go I fight just go fight each other or you know so this it got me thinking about what makes for good sports rivalries and i think first of all this makes for terrible sports rivalry like it's it has nothing to do with the the sport itself it's just two people who are being incentivized to take the worst parts of their personality and push them forward to the very front and then turn them up to 11 i love it oh my god I can't. Jeez. I love it. You what do. What is there not to love? I, yes. Everything. Because, everything is not to love. It's a not to love about it because I would rather watch golf without having to deal with all this horse shit. And, Fair. you know, and the, and the fact of the matter is dude bros yelling mashed potatoes and all this other bullshit during, during golf telecasts is just going to leap out of control. Like all of a sudden people think they're part of the show. You people are not part of the show. The people I don't who think are, this is a new idea. The, the, the people who are yelling, you know, Brooksy at Bryson mm-hmm. just to get him pissed off is just, it's not part of the show. And, and it's just taken a, and then for, for Bruce Kupka to like reward these people by saying, Hey, if you get kicked out of the golf tournament for yelling at Bryson DeChambeau, I will get you free beer. It's like it's <laughs> fuck you, stop it. This is the way he did it was so funny though. No, it was, so it gross, was not so funny. It's, yeah, it was it's gross. He's gross. His whole yes. enterprise is gross. Um, <laughs> Bryson, at least Bryson's gross within the game, and he's trying yeah. stuff to improve his. And then and he's just a dork. He's just no good at whatever this whole comeback game he's trying to play. Yeah, he's he's just, a massive. He's tool. terrible. It's terrible. The whole thing's awful, and I need it to stop. And I don't want to watch. I do. I don't want to watch golf cover. If I if I if I turn on golf coverage this week, which is something I enjoy doing, and if it's a if it's a douche fest, I'm turning it off, and and that's too bad because I don't want to, or I'm at least turning the volume off. <laughs> I don't know. I think at the U.S. Open they should just let Brooks, Bryson, and Pat all play together. That would be no, that would be entertaining. Just just take see, just, see well, you like it. Well, you like it. Just take the assholes and put them all sequester yeah. them in their own little corner of the world. Yeah, and then make their make their coverage like online. <laughs> give them <laughs> give them. The, and it's going to outpace the TV coverage that's fine. like ten to one. And that's fine. That's totally fine. I don't. It doesn't bother. That doesn't bother me a bit. But I was thinking about what makes for a good sports rivalry, and this is not it. What do you, if we're talking about what makes a good sports rivalry to you, what is what does that mean to you? I mean, I think the best ones are actually more like individual, right? Like player to player, mm-hmm. um, when it really gets the best out of the two players when they go head to head. So, like, I mean, not to go too far back, but like, you know, Larry and Magic, right? Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, okay. like, what was notorious where like. They supposedly hated each other, but that wasn't the case at all because Larry's like, I don't hate anybody. And mm-hmm. Magic's like, no, I just was like, he talked about he kept him up, kept him up at nights. How am I going to stop Larry Bird? Right. Right. Like, and that's the best kind of rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, that's the ideal situation. I'm trying to think of a more like contemporary version. But now, I mean, the world is so brain poisoned that we can't. This is the only thing we get now. Right. Is, is chirping on the on the Internet at yeah. each other. We, we've, we're missing out on what makes... I mean, people will say this is a great rivalry. It is not. Brooks Brooks Bryson is a terrible. That's not even a rivalry. It doesn't even count. It's just people yelling at each other on the internet, which is stupid. The um, yeah, I think about something like if you want to say something more local, like the Seahawks versus the 49ers. Like okay, when sure. they when when we play them, I I get I get really interested. Like this is this is a team I hope right, my team fuck beats. Them. Right, because yeah. <laughs> fuck them, right? Yeah. But the players, but the players don't go on TV and start yelling "fuck you" at each other. Right? They don't. No. They don't start like these giant wars, like social media wars that take precedence over the actual sport, the actual. What about Kevin games. Durant? Kevin Durant goes on the internet and says fuck who's, you. Who's who's Kevin Durant's rivalry though? I don't know, not to other players, I guess. His, just at people. Yeah, it just, himself is his the rivalry. Fans, yeah, yeah. His his insecurity is his rivalry. Yeah. 
the way he views himself versus the way everyone else views him. That's yeah. that's the rivalry. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something again like Ali Frazier. Now there's there was a lot of that. I mean, that's this is a rivalry where where Muhammad Ali talked a lot because that's what he did, and that was part of the Ali mystique was that he would he could sell a fight, right? He uh-huh. knew what to call Joe and and whatever. But when they got in the ring, it was fight time. Like there was uh-huh. no, there were no shenanigans going on there. Like people were really trying to hurt each other, <laughs> and that's well. You brought up the team thing though, mm-hmm. and I do think that that gets ugly really fast as soon as you expand it out to the, like the fans interacting. Right, the fans interact. Now the fans are not the rivalry. <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't think so. No, they don't think so. But they're those people are all drunk idiots at the thing. Like. I, you know, I hear stories about how if you go to, you know, if you go to a Seahawks game and you're wearing the, the you know, the opponent's jersey or, you know, merchandise, like people treat you very poorly. Like, didn't it wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. And that's not what sports rivalry is. <laughs> sports rivalry is really wanting to beat a certain team more than any other team. Like you could lose all your games, but as long as we beat the 49ers twice, like you'd be you'd be less angry about it. That's really, you're in the depths of hell though, when that's the case, because I remember when my thought about Washington football was just, just beat Oregon. Like nothing else matters, but that's terrible place to be. Cause that's, that means that the rest of your, you know, existence as a fan is, is driven by losing. You must be losing a lot of other games. If, if, if all you care about is beating your rival. Yeah. I mean, but that's what it's, but that, it takes the sting out of it, right? It it, it what makes it fun. It gives you something to look forward to. It makes you. Sure. It makes. It, I'll always take joy in smashing the Cougs, <laughs> right? At the end of the season. Yeah. Like, please, yes. If that doesn't matter how bad the season has been, if we get if we get to end it by, by crushing the Washington State Cougars in the Apple Cup, I feel better. Yeah, and that's what and that's what a good rivalry should bring out in a in a fan base or, in, participants. Like you, I mean, this is the, you know, you get that little Federer and Nadal thing. If we're if we're talking about like at the peak, at the height of their powers, I mean, those were that's, they gave us the best tennis match of all time. That's, that's exactly because yeah. because they they really really wanted to beat each other, and 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 I don't really I don't really think Bryson and Brooks give a shit who wins <laughs> between the two of them. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, it's just it's all the worst parts of. It's all the worst parts of social media wrapped in this. They're trying to wrap it into this this little this little package of sports rivalry, and I'm just not buying at all. Well, I mean, it popped, so they're going to lean into it, right? It's like we did this thing. I'm I'm annoyed by this douche because I'm also a douche, <laughs> and I'm going to make very public statements about how I don't like him, and then people are going to jump on it, and then it just feeds itself, right? Now we now we want more of it because people do. They want the drama because golf is boring. Golf is not exciting in that way, but no, I right. would not say that it was boring for people who enjoy the sport. No one who plays a sport thinks that sport is boring, but like I'm I'm speaking in terms of the large majority of people. Does golf fandom does does golf the sport like? I'm rolling my eyes at Brooks Kepka because he's like, well, we're, we're growing the game. Cause you know, people are talking about us. You're not growing. The no, game. you're not. No, don't, don't, don't hand me this shit about we're growing the game because I'm acting like an asshole on social media. This is not, this is, this is the worst enabling excuse that I've heard from someone in a very long time about I'm doing this for your benefit golf. Like, you know, you're not. Well, buddy, the reality is that the crumbling of our entire society has now reached your gentle shores. Yes, for sure. For <laughs> sure it has. And, uh, and it's too, and it's, and it's too bad. I mean, and again, I, who knows if they'll be able to, or if they'll, if they have the desire to clean it up, they guess they will. Um, but there's no real senior statesman anymore in, in golf. Mm-hmm. There's nobody who can, there's, I mean, this is in society in general. If somebody who is quote unquote more experienced like takes you by the shoulder and says, "Hey, can I talk to you about how you should be acting?" Everybody's like, "Get away from me!" <laughs> like nobody takes that kind of, no one takes that kind of criticism anymore. 
It's like, what do you know, old man? Or, you know, leave me alone. I'll do what I want. It's not new. Huh? No, that, this, is, this is relative. This is a generation or so new. Like, because when I was in my 20s, if I, there, was, there were people who I worked with that I, that I had respect for. And if they pulled me aside and said, hey, you know, you got to stop doing that, I would, I would probably mm-hmm. stop doing what I was doing and clean up my, and quote unquote, clean up my act. Nowadays, nobody cares. Anyone cares. There's nobody, there's nobody in, you know, there's no one in sports who can, no, no one can, you can't talk to people anymore. You can't tell a person something. No more. Seriously. Like who's going to tell, who's going to sit either of these two guys down and say, Hey guys, stop it. You're, you're, you're acting like clowns and we can't have this anymore. Like no one's going to do it. And even if someone did try, you know, they would say, shut up. You don't know anything. I don't think anything's changed. I think we just gave everybody a microphone. No. And no. the reality is that the people who want to behave that way like it. And the people who understand that it has no consequence, like such as myself, mm-hmm. and don't really... I, I just enjoy it because it's funny to watch two a-holes go at each other. Like, I don't... But, but there's no material consequences to it. Now, I, I, I agree dis- with you I on, will, a, on I, a macro scale. It's not ideal. I will disagree that it doesn't have consequences. I think it has consequences for sure. I'm talking about that. This is the problem, though. Okay, this is where we're going way off the rails here. That's all right. This is the problem with this is the problem with society. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that you can't tell a person something. I don't think that's new. I think people are maybe more empowered to tell you to go to hell if they don't feel like they have to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think there's this whole we're dealing with this anti-intellectualism thing where. I mean, I can enjoy something in context because I understand that like in the context of golf, this is meaningless. And in the context of the larger world, it's meaningless because I don't like choose to live my life in this way. I don't look at it as it look at it as a, as an example that's being set for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a whole bunch of people who look at asshole behavior and be like, yeah, well, that's how I want to be. So that's, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to support that. I want to emulate it. And I want to like prop it up. Mm-hmm. And because there's an audience for it, the media puts it out. And then like, because even like a person like myself who might know better thinks it's funny or like wants to laugh at it and can do that without internalizing it. Like now, we, but what about so the large? The, the, but what about the large population who does internalize it and puts? That's it what up I'm saying. Front? I don't think that, that that just. I think the unfortunate thing is that you have like if you want to break the society into thirds, like it's just like we did with the COVID thing, right? Like people who care too much, people who care like maybe you know somewhere in the middle, and then people who don't care nearly enough, and the one third. Like, fucks it all up, right? Because it's enough people that, like, it really does have a negative overall effect on everyone but else. But without the example, and, these people wouldn't have the impetus or the, or the, they wouldn't have that North Star of assholeism to guide them toward this, this I place. Agree. I agree. And when you prop up people who act badly, especially the people who are at the top of this game and the top of the sport, then you... Give every you give that whole one third the license to just go buck wild, and you can't put them back in the box. It's it's impossible. I don't disagree. I, and so and so when you say it has no material consequence, I think you're wrong. No, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying that I can understand that it does not if it, if if the, this other group doesn't exist. And I guess should I then be asked to live my life in a way that doesn't, you know, negatively influence a sec a section of the population that just can't sort of comprehend nuance or context. Yes. And so then, okay, were, so then if we you shouldn't the, have, I if mean. You were the, if, you were the, if you were one of the top five golfers in the world, I would expect as the person who is, you know, held up to a certain standard to act in a certain way. That would, but that we've been having this the, debate for as long as I can remember. Sure, sure. And things do evolve, but this is, this is, this is not the way you want this. I do not think this is the way you want this sport to evolve. I don't disagree with you. But my point is that I just, it's one of those things where should we not have, I mean, this is a completely unrelated thing, but I don't know if you saw that they're, they're making Sandman on Netflix and uh, people are getting upset that they cast a black woman in one of the roles that was like drawn as a white person. And they're going off about like Neil Gaiman has sold out to, to the woke mob and everything. And he's like, hey, did you read any of the comics? So like there's people who read something that's nuanced and that has a message or that is subversive or that is, you know. Is, is flipping expectations and they just don't follow that part of it. And it, in some cases it has negative consequences. Now I think that on the whole, I'm going to agree with you because clearly at a macro level, we have a serious problem with the sort of 
experts don't know anything and you can't tell me anything and I'm going to act however I want and I like being a jerk. So I'm going to, again, be really into this. But I went to the U.S. Open four years ago and it wasn't, there was plenty of douches there is all, is all I'm getting at. Like, it's not, For sure. it wasn't, it's not a new phenomenon. Now, we're, I, not, people we're, not, we're not, we're not short on them, but we should be short on people rallying raising the rallying flags for them that's what that's what we should be short of i'm concerned on with anyone that has like a distinct side in this bryson versus brooks thing like i don't have a side i I just think it's funny to watch these two idiots my side is they should go away (laughs) all right all right um segment number two so right now the east coast and the midwest are in the midst of celebrating the brood x the the arrival of the brood x which my is, favorite mutant. Seriously. Do you remember the Chris Claremont brood, the whole thing that happened after Dark Phoenix? There's like this whole like two years where they go to space and fantastic comics for those of you who read those comics. I was nodding. I realized that yeah. that doesn't work on a microphone. Yes. But the brood, they get the best branding, this whole, this these cicadas, the brood X. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, they, it's been amazing. Following following the their shenanigans. Like listening to them, like just you know, on every news report or you know, even on you know, golf coverage the other week, just like loud ass bugs. And for those people who live on the West Coast or certainly the Pacific Northwest, I grew up in the Midwest where on summer nights it's just loud. We always mm-hmm. you have cicadas all the time, but you don't have this many, right? Except every so often, like the kind that will. Like shut down airports and show up on radar and right. all this other stuff. So I've been sort of been enjoying the whole bugginess of it. Yeah, because you don't live there. Because I don't live there. Because I don't have to deal with it. But um, but it's sort of a add it to the list sport. of reasons I'll never leave this area of the country, <laughs> which is long and getting yeah. longer. Right. Every seventeen years, you have to deal with one bajillion giant bugs. They're mostly harmless, but they're just around. It's just something you have to deal with. Yeah. Also, the but, whole the whole ice cold and then sweat your balls off. Like, I, I, no, I, I'm going for right in the – keep me in the nice middle. <laughs> but I thought it would be interesting to uh, think about some of the uh, movies that we've enjoyed over the years that had featured – that featured prominently bugs or insects in them. Okay. Because uh, – because it does kind of play like a horror film. Like, you know, the cicada, the Brood X. Like, you could easily talk about the Brood X in sort of a horror movie context. It's like every 17 years, the Brood X comes, and, you know, well, and feeds on your children or whatever it does, right? Yeah. I saw that Great Wall movie with uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> Isn't uh, the villain in Jeepers Creepers? He's a cicada, right? Yeah, so are you going to submit the Jeepers Creepers? Uh, it does if it counts. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's a human, sort of. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a hominid. Uh, yes. Jeepers Creepers is a good movie. I like Jeep, I like the sequel also. I I don't think I saw Jeepers Creepers 2. Is it called Jeepers Creepers or is it called Jeepier and Creepier? <laughs> no, it's called Jeepers Creepers 2. <laughs> There's also a third and fourth which I have not seen. Oh, no. I, I, you know, I lost. It's sort of like for me in The Purge. I saw the first oh. Purge movie. I was like, I don't need to see any more of these Purge no, movies. No, why would I need to see another Purge movie? It's the same shit. <laughs> There's like seven, like seven Purge movies in a, in a series coming out. I'm like, ah, oh, pass. But, uh, but speaking of giant hominid, um, Mimic. You starring, like Mimic? Uh, I like Mimic. I thought Mimic okay. was a good movie. Okay. It's a... Um, yeah, is it? It's a Del Toro, so it's got it's got um, it's got some cred to it, and it's um, not bad. I just didn't, didn't stay with me. It didn't stay with you, Mm-mm. but yeah, you know, g- giant giant uh, killer killer bug movie. What else is on your list? Does Tremors count? Are they bugs? Are, are they, they earthworms? Worms? I think are worms worm. are, are worms bugs. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I bet my kids would tell you that worms are bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Worms are dad. Worms are definitely bugs. <laughs> but yes, to to uh, yes to the elementary school set. I think that that they might they probably give you a pass on this, but I'm not sure I'm going to give you a pass on. All right. Do um, the alien movies count? Is a xenomorph insect like enough? Exoskeleton. Okay. Insides. Okay. I'll, what, if I give okay, I'll, I'll give you this one. Give me your top 
two of the top two movies out of that franchise. I always I like first two. First two. Yeah. Just not just that. Yeah. You're not dealing with it. You're not dealing with any of the new ones. It's they're just they there's a corniness to them that the first two don't have. Right. Well, the original Alien is a horror movie. Right. It's not a space movie. It just happens to be set in space, but it's really this. It's really it has all the pinnings of a horror movie, and then Aliens is an action movie, which is. And I don't hate the newer ones. I know people don't like them for lots of reasons, but like the Prometheus and the whatever the other one's called, I, <laughs> I honestly don't even know the difference between the two movies. Like right. I know that like I know all of the things that happen in both of those sequels, and I couldn't tell you which movie has which Covenants. events. Covenant and yes, yeah, I've Alien seen Covenant both. and Alien Prometheus. Yes, seen them both. Can't tell you which of the different ones is. Prometheus is the one with the engineers. Yes, yeah, that's right. I like the, the part one. where the guy gets his he like is in, outside the door with his legs like over his shoulders. Yes, and he's all mutated from being exposed. Right. I mean, on the face huggers are like bugs. I think I I'll give you I'll give you that I'll give you, okay we'll call them bugs all right because you know. Signed up for this bug hunt anyway. <laughs> the um, arachnophobia. Remember arachnophobia? Oh, absolutely. Arachnophobia is one of the first bug movies that I like voluntarily watched again. Yeah. Because I was only like 10 or 11 when it came out. Oh. Uh-huh. And it was one of those things where it's like, that that was the kind of movie you could rent from Blockbuster when there was nothing to rent. And you're like, <laughs> well, you want to watch arachnophobia again? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> what else is on your list? Um, Starship Troopers. God, Starship Troopers. Is that, if I'm not guilty about watching it, so I can't call it a guilty pleasure. I love that. <laughs> I watch that movie. Whenever it, I stumble across it, I never turn it on, but it's on cable enough to where I'm like, oh man, Starship Troopers, I'm showing up for that. So should we be able to have Starship Troopers because people take it literally and don't understand <laughs> that it's a send up of fascism? <laughs> I mean, they dress Doogie in the freaking Kaiser's hat. Right. Like, Right, exactly. I mean, again, it's 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 nuanced. Well, I actually that, read. I actually read. I actually read a handful of Heinlein stuff when I was in high school, and and I liked it. Like Moon is a harsh mistress. Like these Heinlein was very. He was very forward about his like his social stance on things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yes, it's it's you can watch it as an action movie, and then. The movie doesn't do as good a job as the book does in terms of like Highland letting you know what he, how he feels about all this well, stuff. It's funny right. to me that we're in 2021 and service does still not guarantee citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic job. Well played. Uh, the Fly. I'm not a big The Fly person. The both like so I used to <laughs> when I was a kid. The uh, again we had five channels. Let me take it back, kids. Well, we had five stations, and they would run like one of the independent local independent stations would run in the afternoon. They'd run like a movie, like the afternoon movie that okay. came on before comic, uh, before cartoons, or before Gilligan's Island came on. So between like one o'clock and three o'clock, they'd run a movie. And sometimes when you were sick or whatever, or in the summertime when you were just stuck inside because it was hot, uh, they would run The Fly, like the original one, which is. I think more fucked up than the than the. I know that the um, the Goldblum Jeff version? Goldblum the Goldblum is like grosser. It's like gooier. Yeah, but the there's something about that original Fly movie with the with the doctor with and then at the end with the the fly with his head on it is like stuck in the spider's web. As it's it's way better. It's way okay. better than than that. But the fly. I think nostalgia's taking you for a ride here. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like either one of these movies. All right. They're fine. They're fine. Whatever. Um, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ant-Man. It's great. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. And he gets to like save the, he gets to save the day. So he gets to, you know, he gets to save the entire universe. You know. And the I like the, the sequel also. So. <laughs> yeah. Bring all the bugs. Bring, bring all the super bugs. All the super bugs. <laughs> I was going to bring up Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is my favorite indie movie. But the bug, the bug scene in uh, in Temple of Doom is is pretty awesome. Talk about <laughs> things that stayed with me. 
<laughs> like that, I've, again, I'm, I'm five years old. I think when Temple of Doom comes out, I probably don't see it until I'm, I don't know. My parents are pretty liberal about that kind of thing. Six or seven. Mm-hmm. That bug scene that, that stayed with me for a long time. <laughs> I thought about the, the, the fear of having to reach into a hole full of bugs. And pull the lever. Yes. And like yeah. when she turns around and the bugs are in her hair. Uh-huh. It's, oh, yeah. it's a. That whole scene, tip to tail, is awesome. Like right for the right for the very start, where they're he's like, he's like, Shorty, just go stand in the corner. And of course, he backs up and like sets the trap off. And then they start yelling at each other. It's like you told me to stand in the corner. It's like yes, yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. It's the best of the Indiana Jones movies. That's a hot take. <laughs> it's also not correct. <laughs> right, Maybe if we could like somehow just teleport the racism out of it. Any. It just set in, you know, it's set in Asia. What can you, can you say? Okay. <laughs> Better luck next time, Lao Shay. The only other um, one I had here on my list was uh, James and the Giant Peach. And I think that actually is more about the book than it is the movie itself. The movie's yeah. fine. The movie's fine. But I don't think I ever it, read the book. Oh, see, I read like all of the Roald Dahl books. All oh, of okay. Them. And those are very important to me as a young person. Okay. Okay. But I, like that. I think that movie's good. Yeah. Yeah, kind of one of those early kind of one of those early CGI type. Yeah, it's got more of a, a stop motion feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything anything else? No, that's it for me. All right. Special shout out to uh the the Magog scene from uh from uh Lord of the Rings. What Magog? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that the name of the big giant spider that wants to eat him? Maybe. all right the tolkien nerds are yelling at me now all right we're moving on we're moving on to segment number three man i've read all those books and i've seen all those movies i don't know (laughs) i don't know i don't know know. forget about it like of all the of of all the of all the things like if you read them because i read lord of the rings when i was a little bit young you just breeze over so much of it just because it's just because it's like I can't, I can't digest the names and the the thing anymore. I can't deal with another Tom Bombadil like five pages of Tom Bombadil songs. Like forget it. I gotta I just give me on to the action. Let me let's move forward. Let's move this thing the, on. The spider's name was Shalob. 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 I don't know. Sh- Shalom. The uh, Shabbat Shalob. <laughs> Shabbat Shalob. <laughs> All right, we're in segment three, right? Yeah. All right. So we're helping you this week um, think about Father's Day. Now, for Father's Day, what mostly I would like is for people to just leave me alone so I could watch the like the last round of the the of the U.S. Open. In yeah, it turns out my peace. kids didn't like it when I said that. What do you want Father's <laughs> Day like? to be left the hell alone? <laughs> Dad, Don't speak get you for twenty four hours. <laughs> There's something about that. They want to give you stuff. They want to, and God bless them. They give want me to the spend, gift of silence. They want to spend time with you. They want to be part of your day. We've been in the house <laughs> since March of 2020. <laughs> we want to be, Dad, we want to be close to you. We want to yeah. sit on the couch with you. Tell us what's going on on the TV right now. Anyway. Oh, I've got one that narrates everything that happens. We're always informed. <laughs> But I thought to myself, hey, let's just go ahead and grab, like, I thought I'd just grab a gift guide. Like, who would give me a decent gift guide? And I thought I'd go to NBC News. <laughs> For the most generic, like, what What are the people, what is, like, what are they paying some intern to dig up? For for people like, hey, let's, let's send, let's, let's get these people some Father's Day stuff. Right? Come, I don't know, you know, they do those shows. They have the... They have yes, yes. The people Hoda, come on. Hoda yeah. would come. Hoda would have like a big, a big, uh, big table full of stuff, and they're going to show you these things. And I'm sure they're they're going to probably do that this week or next week to let probably you know next week, yeah. how what's going on. So I thought I would get a head start on this. So tell me, I'm going to show you some of the. I'm going to talk about some of these, and you tell me, you know, would you like it? Okay. Would you if you got this as your Father's Day gift? Okay. And this one actually like applies to you. This is this is the male god beard grooming kit. No. <laughs> it's got scissors and a and a and a wood brush and a comb and some beard oil. Are you using any of the beard oil? I, I have a regimen, yes. <laughs> oh, you have a beard regimen? Of course. 
It, it's you, you've pulled it in kind of a little bit. It's, it's it seems tighter right now. I tightened it up you. recently. Yeah, I'm getting was... prepared to get my hair cut here soon. Really? Yes. Had enough? Oh, not off. But, just oh, trimmed. Just, you're just gonna get the uh, you're gonna get the the Hollywood the Hollywood cut. Yeah. And see how it how it turns out. Sure. Let's oh, see for a while. I don't know. It's getting hot, man. <laughs> it's on my neck. It sucks. Now I understand why every old retired woman cuts her hair off and like just has that updo. <laughs> I get it. I imagine after another 20 years of this, I'd be like, fuck this. I don't even think it's going to take that long. I, I, I've had it for a year and there's days where I'm like, I just want to cut this off. Like with scissors. Grab it. <laughs> just, 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 just grab it by the back. I don't and, care what it looks like. Yeah. Just give it, yeah. just, just grab a jagged piece of glass and cut it off like tangled. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are you in the? Are you in the? Uh, are you in the market for a beard trimmer? Do you have? Do you already have one of these electric beard trimmer shaver things? I have numerous implements. <laughs> this is why I don't want any of this stuff as gifts. Do you have one that you like? Do you have one that you can recommend for people? Um, I like the Manscaped products. Uh, mm-hmm. They they are primarily marketed for other parts of your body, but yeah. I have more than one guard, and I clean it. You know, because it's not my genetic. <laughs> I don't just like, oh, well, that's the ball razor and leave it over in the corner. <laughs> Clean it and maintain it. Got it. I lo- but it's got a ceramic um, blade, so that it mm. works really well. And I okay. can work. Uh, and then I also have a Schick one blade, which is like a little trimmer device. All right, right. Like is, okay, you know. Do you have to deal with nose and ear hair as well? Um, I'm pretty, so I, I have some hair, nothing coming out of the holes. I have some <laughs> hair on my ears yeah. as I'm getting older that uh-huh. I just cut off. Yeah, but I don't have I don't need anything that like protrudes into my body. Dude, I'm like Clue Hayward here. Some days, like some days, it's like you, know, the guy sneezes, he looks like a party favor. Like you know, sometimes <laughs> just like because it's not hanging around, and then like I'll sneeze, and then I'll be like, oh my god, like like a hair will like pop out from like who knows from the depths of your like skull, and you're like, holy shit, that's this is not disgusting. a thing that happens to me. Well, some maybe perhaps something to look forward to. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people are a lot of shave, a lot of shave things here. So like a head yeah, shaver. Yeah, because it sucks. Everybody knows how much it sucks. So it's like, yes, get something good. The electric head shaver that I'm not shaving my head <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Yeah, you probably won't have to. Like some people have to choose the big shave at some sure. point, right? Sure. I mean, it happens to it happens. I can't to imagine if I had to maintain a beard and shave my head. Oh my god, what a nightmare. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. So much work. Bald, bald head, butt beard, 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 yeah. bald head. I mean, I have a beard primarily because I don't like shaving. Like, I don't. It's a pain in the ass. Sure. That's. I don't have any like grand reasons outside of that. I only I'd rather to, not have to shave. I only have to shave on Mondays anyway. Like, and that lasts the whole week. You got the, the partial hairless gene. Because I'm um, yes, I yeah. It's not a bad deal. It's like there's All an right. old there's an old like 1500s anthropology guy that talks about like the bearded European man, the hairless Asian man, <laughs> like all the different men of the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Not about it's not a, it's not a bad deal. I, I don't I don't uh, I don't envy the five o'clock shadow people. Mm. <laughs> like I shaved this morning and now I have most of a beard. <laughs> like you. I'll, I'll pass on that. All right, into into cooking gifts. You 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 like to cook. You, but you have an air fryer. You, you're air, you're pro air fryer. I am. Which air fryer do you have? We have the Max. M-A-X-X. There's two X's. Cause the X. The <laughs> Max. Yes, the Max. Uh, it's both a toaster oven and air fryer. It kicks ass. It has like French front doors. Oh, it has the French doors on it. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's huh. fantastic. Yeah. I have an, old, I have an older uh, model toaster oven convection oven. I have or one of those air too. fryer. It's basically an air fryer. It doesn't do it. What I'm doing in the air fryer. You think has, you're getting the same thing. It's not. The fan is not as powerful. It doesn't heat up as fast. Yeah. It's the heating element is much more intense and the fan is crazy on the air fryer. <laughs> I can cook a steak in it in like seven minutes. You, you cook a steak in there and you like uh-huh. it. It turns it's out good. Great. It's great. And I can do it in seven minutes. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm making the side eye. I'm not really sure. Right. I wouldn't I'll, look. I'll tell you this much: it's good enough that I'm like when I buy steaks at home because I don't do it very often. Mm-hmm. I always get ribeyes because it's the best. Yeah. Um, there was a special on New York, and I don't generally buy New York because it, it's it's hard. It's very hard to prepare it in a way that I'm going to be happy with it. Yeah. And the air fryer knocked it out. The air fryer made it so that I can actually save money because I can buy New York steaks and be happy. 
There you go. All right. I have to, I have to uh, investigate that. Are you, are you an Instapot family? They're recommending the Instapot. Are you? An Instapot? I haven't gotten around to that. There's no more counter space. <laughs> counter space. <laughs> I recently had to, well, we're not, in, I have a, I have a rice cooker that is actually that my wife brought home from Japan and I only can operate it by, by rote. You know what I mean? I oh. know I, yeah, I push this one button that puts it in the right mode mm-hmm. and then I hit the cook button and then like it, it does its thing, but I don't know what the buttons say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I understand. Nice. Yeah. So I, I just reflexively just do the thing. I, I know to press this button twice to get it in the right mode and then push the cook button. That's it. That's all I know. How long did you have to like have a little piece of paper that said which buttons to push? No, just, I, it was just, it was, it's the only mode I use, but there's apparently several modes that, that Japanese people like their rice in. And this is just the one I like. So I don't know. That's it. I don't know. It does. I think that's things. not an uncommon thing, even for people with buttons they can read. Because I think you get in the habit of like, this is how I use this thing for. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it has 15 other modes that you never use. Right. It's so like you try to go use one. It's like the it's like the half the the commands in Microsoft Office. Like <laughs> right. No one has clicked these buttons. No. Nobody knows what they do. Yeah. Microsoft Excel. You basically sum rows and columns. <laughs> that's it. Is that a pivot table? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How did you do that? That's like magic. <laughs> the uh, are you a grill guy? Uh, I have not been. Um, I've been because I don't cook large quantities of meats very often anymore. Mm. We haven't, you know, had people over. <laughs> sure. Um, and but you haven't grilled out. When's the last time you lit a grill? No, it would have been like summer of 2019. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't just you. It's not part of your. You don't. It's not part of your. Like dinner prep, some days you're like, oh, I'm just going to put some chicken on the grill or whatever. You just don't I do cook it. meats for the kids in the oven mm-hmm. um, almost exclusively. And if I do need a grilling surface, I'm generally, generally going to use like a, a cast iron skillet. Yeah. I like, uh, I think I have a, uh, so for, if you're out in for the grill thing and, uh, and you don't want to spend $437,000 on a green egg, mm-hmm. there are some good like down range I bought the Charbroil Acorn Grill, which is hmm. a Kamado style. It does, it holds heat pretty well, um, and uh, you can do some smoking on it. And uh, and I've bought a, I bought you know you can rig it up to where you can just use charcoal and just use it as a regular grill. I'm busy air frying my steaks, man. I'm living the life. <laughs> seven minutes, seven <laughs> minutes. I'm done like light a fire. Listen, yeah. there's a, there's a there is there is a lot of um, there's a lot of benefit to lighting a fire i think that there's something that you know i'm sure the air fryer tastes fine but there's something about like smoke and fire and things happening that that take you to that next level i'm a big i'm a big believer in that fine maybe if i could get a uh, i I could cook my i could grill myself dinner on father's day as long as the kids don't ask me any goddamn questions (laughs) that would be a good gift (laughs) i want to grill a steak and be left alone all right, last last one. Do you have you you have a Theragun or you have a uh, you have one of the an impact massager, right? I got a Theragun for the household for Christmas. Do you have the mini one, the one that looks like a triangle, or do you have the other one? We have the Pro. The Pro. Yeah. And you like it? Yeah, that's actually the much bigger one. The uh-huh. triangle one is much larger than the the one that is just like the handle and the Okay. Impacting. Yeah. Arm. I see the uh, I see the one that that, that Colin Morikawa was you know like shilling on TV these days, uh-huh. that Theragun. Oh. Uh, it's very useful. They're expensive. They are, but my like, wife's always like, "Rub my shoulders." I'm like, "No, come over here, and I'll beat you with this machine." <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you with this. This I'll hit you a thousand times with this thing. Yeah, this Theragun Pro thing is like a six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. Hey, don't out my don't buy my business on the on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> my wife doesn't understand. She wants a shoulder rub. I'm like, I work on a computer. I have I I can't rub your shoulders. My hands are too right. weak. Right. I have I have arthritic hands. I can't. Give I never got my dad strength because I never <laughs> like I don't do enough grip like work. <laughs> I'm doing enough shop work. <laughs> shop. The forearm. The forearm strength I'm not, like, I'm not like bailing hay and shit yeah like i need like no. a vice like give me that's what i want for father's day a vice i want to put some <laughs> shit in a vice <laughs> i want to i want to lathe so i can like oh. lathe some wood that the lathe will kill people man I don't <laughs> fuck around with a lathe my sister got her hair caught in a lathe 
Oh yeah, my god. Like ripped yank? out like a, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure like, like a four inch circle of her oh, scalp. It was disgusting. My god, did, did her hair grow back in ever? Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord. That's just She was young, so she healed. Oh wow. That made yes. me hurt. Alright. Well that's the end of our segments, and you know what time this is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. The stupidest things ever said. What? <laughs> huh? Huh. Alright, so we're starting with menu items. Our favorite. Alright. This is from a restaurant in Vancouver, BC. Sea hibernation of insects head. SEA. Sea hibernation of insects head. Uh, in sea hibernation of insects. I'm trying to figure out what that might be. No idea. That would be like shrimp with the head on. That's head on shrimp. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, I can see that. Crab raccoon. <laughs> and things of that nature. Speaking of crab ra- raccoon, the there has been a nationwide, or at least yeah, a nationwide shortage of cream cheese rangoons at the at the Panda Express. Like they haven't had them because of shortages or uh-huh. like for like over a month. And I'm. <laughs> as an Asian person who goes to Panda Express for a meal on the regular because it's right near the golf course mm-hmm. um, I'm always like what our long national nightmare continues here it's like can we can we get can we get this can we get this fixed you're not ready for the water wars Chris <laughs> you're bitching about crab rangoon <laughs> I'm, I'm easing into it well maybe you could get plus smell of urine child instead <laughs> plus smell of urine child yeah uh, you know yeah, you were trying to, I, I googled that. I'm probably on the FBI watch list now. <laughs> Couldn't find anything about what that could possibly be. All right. No. This is a police blotter item from the Sentinel in Rochester, Indiana. At 11.19 a.m. Wednesday, police were called to a U.S. 31 exit ramp toward Indiana 25, where an elderly man was reportedly standing outside his vehicle with no pants. According to police records, he was waving at passersby, but not with his hands. <laughs> He left prior to officer's arrival. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, so how, how is it in Indiana? <laughs> Old men hanging their dicks out. You're, and you're worried about a golf view. Just telling <laughs> you. On, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the neighborhood that my wife lived in, uh, in, uh, in Japan, there was a guy on a bike who would oftentimes like ride past her and then around the corner and then... And then when she was walking past him, he would be pleasuring himself. Fantastic. <laughs> Life in the big city. Jesus. How that works. All right. Here's a quote from Slovak politician Ivan Gasparovich while campaigning. I have been traveling around Slovakia for almost 400 days. What makes it almost a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to use that for my campaign. Good job. Thank you. I've been traveling around this town for 400 days. You gonna shake some babies and kiss some hands? <laughs> Something like that. Here is a pointless host. I don't know. Point. It must be a quiz show. Okay. Pointless host Alexander Armstrong says we're looking for countries of the Pacific coastline. Contestant: Wild guess: Egypt. <laughs> Bottom third. Bottom uh, without question. Swedish politician Annie Luf. Two, two, two O's with a lot together. I don't think I've ever seen that what? before. What? Two U's yeah. with it? Both with it's two O's. Two O's. Two, two umlauted O's. And the umlauted O is like Ooh. a like Ooh. a Ugh sound. <laughs> <laughs> so her name is like Annie Luft. L- Luft. Yeah. Anyway. Luft. In Sweden, it is forbidden by law to be a criminal. Wow. They got nice. it wrapped up in Sweden. They really have. She's got a real, she's got a solid grasp of it. This is from U.S. State Department spokeswoman Heather Nauert. You might remember this moment. We have a very strong relationship with the government of Germany. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the D-Day invasion. We obviously have a very long history with the government of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Mm. Obviously we do. And finally, we have a customer in a bookstore. Buying a copy of Gulliver's Travels. I'm thinking of going traveling, so I thought I'd give this a read to give me ideas of places to go. 
He seems to have gone to some really crazy parts of the world. <laughs> Lilliput apparently is just crazy as hell. If you like BDSM, that's the spot for you. <laughs> tie you up, tie you down, and Lilliput. All right. Thank you. Now it's time for the overtime. Overtime. Okay. So you and I have been on this on the COVID beat for year years now. Four hundred days, which is <laughs> almost a year. More than four hundred days. More yeah. than four hundred days, which is almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know, we were you know, hey, when the vaccine comes out, like, oh, we're gonna take this thing, we're gonna get this thing over with. And now in the past month, like everybody's got free shit for people who haven't gotten vaccines yet. Like, hey, get a vaccine and get a beer, get a burger, get weed. There's a weed thing now. Like, yeah, you, get, get you can get pre rolls. Jabs like, for getting, joints. Jabs. What? Joints for jabs. Why are the, this? Is like you know this is this is the whole new customer thing, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah. like phones. Like, hey, I've been a, I've been a customer for at big phone company now for twenty years, but. But hey, if you haven't ever been a customer, we're gonna give you all this great shit. I was like, yeah. come on, people. We already I, have your money. <laughs> <laughs> no, the at least thank God, the vaccine lottery um, did include. Well, presumably includes me. I, I don't know. Did you check if you were part of the if your if your record got uploaded into the system for po- the possibility of winning? a weekly prize of $250,000 or the grand prize of $1 million in the You're you're telling me about this for the lottery. first time. This is the this is the, yeah, the Washington State Lottery is having a vaccine like if you if you're in the system as someone who has received a vaccine, they are that started yesterday, they started pulling names. It does and, say if you're vaccinated, you're already entered to win. Yeah, but you have there's a there's a there's if you dive in deeper, Okay. There is a way to check if your record has been uploaded into. Oh, the somebody won two hundred fifty thousand dollars yesterday. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, yesterday was the first week of it, and so there have been people who've logged in and like their their records aren't there. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I don't think I'm going to win anyway, but I haven't checked to see if my if my record has been uploaded. <laughs> Give my health records to the lottery, <laughs> the lottery people, please. Why not? What, what the hell? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But uh, but yeah, so I feel like I've messed out because I'm an early adopter of vaccines that that I'm missing out on some of that. And you know, I want I'd like a burger. I'd like a burger and a beer and a joint. <laughs> sure. And a million dollars. But you know what you're not missing out on? <laughs> Getting COVID. <laughs> Getting COVID. <laughs> Yeah, but it just—it does feel—it does feel slightly—it does feel—it's slightly insulting, right? That you know that that there's this whole push to coerce people to, again, the bottom the, the bottom third, like literally in in Washington, like it, it is the bottom third because I think we're at something like almost seventy percent. We're like sixty between sixty and seventy percent now mm-hmm. in the state of Washington. So it is the bottom third. We're trying to just kind of get the bottom third. Now, what can we give you, bottom third? Like a new car, whatever, you know, interest-free loans, <laughs> I don't, college education. I don't know what we're. I mean, what's next? What What are we gonna What are we gonna offer them next? And whatever they do, I'm just gonna be sitting at home going, God damn it! I should just, you know, just, just, just please go get it. Please go get your vaccine. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not this person. I don't know. I can't relate. <laughs> I like. I like, you know. It'd be funny to see that there's like people at home going, "What? I can get a burger. I can get a free. I can get a joint." If I get a if I get a if I get a vaccination, hell, let's do that. And then they go yeah. get vaccinated and get it just for a joint. If if it means that I can go out in the world again, then by all means. You know what? Actually, here's the thing. If it means that I can send my kids back to school in the fall without significant concern, I will you can have everything else. Yeah. I don't give well, a fuck. That's all I want. Is my reward is that my kids get to go back to school in the fall. Yeah, and they cleared since they cleared twelve year olds. We are a fully vaccinated foursome at the, in this house. You. We are Fantastic. we are we are tip to tail. We're we're good. We're bang 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 bang. Shot 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 shot. Meanwhile, I go. get to send my kids to summer activities and just hope for the best. <laughs> Praying to God. I just want. To, I mean, 
I, I hate that it's even controversial that I would want to make sure that my kids are in a class with kids that are also from vaccinated households. Like it seems like an eminently reasonable thing to ask for. And the fact that I, there's probably somebody listening to it right now, getting mad at listening to us right now, getting mad at me for saying it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just you can't get that. That does, but that's not, that's new. That is new. Yeah. Asking for vaccination records for school is not new. Right. Acting like it's some sort of infringement on your rights because we want to do that. That's the new thing. So, you know what? I'm the conservative. Let's go back to the way we did it before. <laughs> I want it to be the way it's been for literally 130 years. Right. There's no one alive today that didn't have to provide vaccine records for school. Just add this one to the bottom of the list. You can even handwrite it. Please. <laughs> and meanwhile, I've got to deal with parents that just don't want to get it for whatever, because it makes them magnetic. Embrace right. your superpowers. All right. Right. Let's let's go. You know, I heard someone once said, I think it was either, uh, yeah, someone said parents just don't understand. I think it was, I think it was uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. <laughs> DJ Jazzy. <laughs> it was Ed- Edward. <laughs> Something like that. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. All right. Well, that's our show. And our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we look outward to help you look inward. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. If you didn't, don't. Drop us a review. Subscribe if you're new. But until next week, when we return with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism, peace! Peace!